Lakewood means rewind, a gunshot means forward. You requested it, so we rewind. Search. Yeah. Way, way, way up. Search, search, search. Turn it all up. Yeah. Look. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take away from a nigga, fucking with the kid and pray for your nigga. Welcome back to another episode of the uh, Popular Man Podcast. This is a special new edition of the podcast called League Bound, where basically me, Cam, John, and so we'll sometimes have a fourth guest. Uh, we'll talk about high school basketball and college uh, hoops. Uh, so, you know, people who are on their way to the league and who's coming up and give you guys our ta- uh, interest and opinions about these players coming into the draft. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Let's get it going. All right. Well, like I said, I was just going to introduce my uh, my co-host, Cam. Hey, y'all already know it is. Sun's Nation, man. And we got the homie John with us. What's good? What's good? So, uh, first things first, uh... We literally probably an hour ago we got the news about uh, Kobe Bryant and his uh, his daughter Gigi. Uh, we want to send our condolences to their family and the basketball world as a whole. Uh, and a lot of that, we we're gonna since this is t- about high school hoops, we're gonna talk about do we uh, do you guys think that high school players should be able to go to the go straight to the NBA and not do. I think right now it's like they can go to the G League and then you know go to the NBA or go overseas and go to the NBA. But do you think they should be able to make that leap, just like uh, Kobe Bryant did? To keep it real, to keep it real with y'all, I personally don't think that players should. I don't think that players should go straight out of high school. Like I think, I think honestly, even if we look back at the guys who did and who were in the NBA and were and have been successful, like. We got LeBron, we got, you know, KG, we got Kobe. If you look at those guys, even with those guys, I feel like a year either in a developmental league like the G League or in college really could have helped them out. Like LeBron, honestly, you know, LeBron's a great player and he could have probably developed some of those winning intangibles had he gone to like, you know, played under Coach K or played under uh, Roy Williams or something like that. So, I mean, you know, I think that's – I think – I feel like – I personally feel like that players should have at least one year. Now, granted, I feel like the NCAA is pretty messed up in how it does things. And, you know, the G League, honestly, isn't a very great uh, – they, they're not very great payers of what the product of that thing is, a product of those players are. But I personally feel like that one year of developmental play would be – it's good. To counter that, I feel like you can get those winning intangibles from you know, uh, from camps such as USA because you're still getting coached by the Coach K's and the Tom Izzo's, and you can still get that wisdom from them. I wouldn't say I I personally do believe that players should uh go straight from because some players are just ready they should be able to go straight to the league. Like uh, I recently went to go see Imani Bates uh here in the, the Detroit area. I went to see him play against some high school competition, and he was literally like. He was on level 10, and the rest of those players are on level 2. I you know, you. like, he I was just you. so much better than them. And I don't feel like a year of college, even though it would be beneficial, honestly, it feels like – I feel like it will be almost a waste of his time because I was told uh, Ben Simmons, when he was at LSU, I think they said he went to just, like, the first semester of classes, and after that he never yeah. – well, if you think about it, like, yeah, because the second semester, like, they're prepping for the draft. They're declaring for the draft. So, I mean, they don't – they yeah. class is pointless at that point. 
So like, yeah, I, I just don't feel. I feel like it's just a waste of time at that point. If they're you know league ready and they're ready to make that jump, I feel like they should just make that go ahead and do what they want to do because well, uh, that year can hurt you too. It could make you or yeah, break you. That's that's for sure. So what I will say is that I, I like I said, I don't necessarily agree with the NCAA and like kids going to college. But what I would love to see and what I what I have thought about would be a very interesting perspective would be if we could get all the top recruits in a league together rather than just, you know, college. You get what I'm saying? Okay, kind of like LeVar Ball's. Uh, that's what I think that's kind of what LeVar yeah, Ball wanted. That's what he, I was about to say. That's what he wanted. Of course, that's not what he got. But like, you know, uh, I, like like you said, I think I think that would be very interesting just to see, like, you know, what if we got to see, you know, if we go some years back. What if we got to see Zion versus uh, RJ or something like that on a more common basis? I got you. What about you, John? I don't know. For me, it's kind of like uh, it's it's kind of like I see the pros and cons of both of them. So like they've been talking about uh, abolishing the one and done rule for a while. Um, whether whether it's whether it's uh making players stay for more than one year or just uh or just getting rid of the rule that they have to be away from. You know they they have to be away from high school for a year before they uh before they go to the draft. Um, I've also seen I've, I've seen Amani play uh prior. I've, I've seen him play like two three times like over the last couple of years. And I agree with you. Um, he is you know he's like you say he's on a way different level, different playing field than uh, those guys that he's playing with in high school right now. Um, but to to Cam's point, I agree that like the development um that they would get from um, cause, cause you know, you know, cause we, we've seen, we've seen a lot of guys, you know, be highly touted out of high school and then they, they, they'll go to, um, they'll go to college and they'll kind of like fizzle right. out. So I think part of that is kind of like, you know, yeah, they, they, you know, they might, they might be on the next level compared to high schoolers, but once they get, once they get to college, you kind of see that like e- either that, either that their game doesn't translate to, to a higher, higher level of competition or, you know, maybe, Maybe the competition that they played in high school was just a lot lower than, you know, you know, depending on what area, right. depending on, you know, the vision that they play in, you know, maybe that that, that one year will, will show will show us like if they are really ready for it. So, I mean, I like for me, it's kind of like if, if they got rid of the rule, if they if they made it to where kids could go straight from from uh, high school to the NBA, like I wouldn't be mad at it. But at the same time, if they keep it. I, I, right. I think it's straight too. Um, it's obviously it's been working well for for guys, you know. Um, some guys need, you know, because you, you see Amani. Amani's like he's tall as hell, but he's like super. He's got to put he some does, weight he on, does. no matter. I mean, but he's only a sophomore. Takes. I was just using him so just because kinda, I've seen him recently. Oh, person. he's a sophomore, but he's only a sophomore. Yeah, he's yeah, only no, a sophomore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, just just use him as an example because you know we've seen a lot of guys kind of kind of the same way. I mean, you, we saw how how you know small uh, Kevin Durant was coming. Brandon Ingram, you know, um, even. Brandon, exactly, Brandon Ingram. But so see, but like, even up know, to that even, point, even though, I get what you're saying, they still didn't fizzle out. They still weren't able to put on the required weight and muscle that you would think one would get yeah. with the uh, top-tier college program. So that's kind of – it goes to your point and against your point at the same time because when they got to the league, they still had to, you know, put on some weight. And, oh, yeah, no, for sure. No, for sure. No, I mean, I mean, but that, that's that's the thing. It's like no matter, no matter if you, you know, you go to the Dukes or the Kentuckys, no matter how good they're like – um, you know, weight program is, you know, the nutritional program. It has nothing to do with, you know, even, you know, the most middle middle tier of like, you know, NBA, you know, organizations. I understand. I understand. So, so I think this is a great segue. So 
I uh I like your point, Cam. If you feel like there should be like the LeBar Ball League, yeah, yeah, where it's like top players. So do you guys feel like the because I because uh, a guy from my hometown he was playing he committed to play football at MSU, but he didn't have like the ACT score needed or something like that. So he went to like a prep school, and um I can't remember it's post it was a post grad school in like Virginia or something like that for like a year. And then he was able to come to MSU as a freshman. And start his football career there. Do you feel like the Mount hey, Verde uh, and IMGs and the? Uh, do you feel like post grad should be like a required thing, uh, or more push thing for uh, these big time athletes? That way to make it more uh, fair to public schools who can't recruit players because it would have seemed like as of right now, teams like like let's say Mount Verde, I think they have seven ranked players on their team. It might be more, it might be less. But I know it's at least five. Uh, they got that many players and they're playing against public schools and other private schools and they're just dominating everybody. Do you feel like uh, those players should have stayed at home, then went to like a, a prep school and post-grad where that way they're placing nothing but other teams with top 100 talent? Well, I mean, it's it's easy to, it's easy to say that when you're like not one of those teams because like like if I'm if I'm a proponent for Mount Verde, then why would I want to get rid of that system? Like if I like if I'm if I'm on that if I'm a part of that system, then I'm like, yeah, I mean, first of all, we're bringing these kids in. We're br- putting them around talent that's going to be similar to the talent they'll be playing around on higher levels. And also we're getting them prepared for college like those the schools that these kids go to, like like the Mount Vernon, like Ben Simmons and like all those kids that go to that, they go to that school. Like that, the schooling itself is like ridiculously hard, like like the tuition to get. Oh, I, and I'm not and I'm not half sure like the kids are actually doing that work. But like, you know, like the the schooling itself is like really hard. Like I actually just looked up the tuition to go to Mount Verde is like fifty one thousand dollars. Like so I know that those kids. Yeah, I know. I like I know those kids are getting like uh, a pretty tough educational uh, curriculum for it to be costing that much. Now, granted, like I know all those kids aren't going to, you know, adhere to that, but. I really do feel like that. I mean, I feel like it's. I don't have an issue with the system because everybody has the same opportunities to recruit, just like they do. Just like uh, the kid, the uh, school that LeBron's kid goes to. I'm not sure what the name of it is. Oh, uh, Sierra Canyon. Yeah, exactly. Like they they recruited like the D Wade's son and LeBron's son. Like you know, I mean, they every. I mean, I I, I feel that, but I I just hate that they're in the same contention. Like I feel like there should be a public school, like Dick's National Championship. I feel like there should be a Dick's National Championship for prep schools and then the one for public schools. Because it's not fair that a public school who has, uh, let's say, uh, Sharif Cooper, uh, who plays for McEachern, he's the only top five talent on his team, the top 100 talent on his team. Right. For him to have to play against Mount Verde and get blown out by 30 and people, like, look down on him. But you can't really look down on him because he's playing against seven other, you know what I'm saying, right, right, top right. 100 players. And he could have done the same. He could have copped out and went – not saying that it's a cop-out, but he could have done the same thing and went to a prep school and just beat up on public schools. But he decided to stay home. And you and I feel like he's getting – you're punishing those guys who are staying true to their roots. That's uh, facts. Instead of just, you know, leaving off to go team up and beat up on – that's just my thing. I don't like when players, you know, get really good teams just to beat up on the competition. That's my right. thing about it. Right. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. What about <laughs> you, John? How you feel about it? I see. I see why people would have a problem with it. Like you said, like shout out to the Golden State Warriors. Like I understand that. And then you know, it's it's different. It's different when you're looking at it from the outside. You know, looking in. But um, 
I don't know. It's just really, it's just been, it's, this has really been the status quo for a very long time. Um, it's kind of just kind of like those things that you just kind of like let, let it rock because it doesn't seem like there's going to be right. any change. I mean, shit, like even like, you know, De- like, I don't know, a lot of people don't know that like Devin Booker is from, is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Like he's from Michigan and he left uh, to go to Most hoop and uh, I think he went to, yeah. So, so it's like, it's, that's that's is kind of how. But see, but see, Moss Point was, a, you know, was some, a public school. Yeah, and it, still it, is. And his dad was, uh, and that's, that's not even good. When he was there, they weren't even good then. I seen him play a couple times in person when I was living on the coast. Uh, a first round exit playoff team. It just it was booked than everybody else. He came down to South to the South to play against uh, to train with his dad and to play against better competition. Which what? Uh, you know, that's <laughs> that's what is that's that's what that was his reason. That's what he said on his little. Uh, mini documentary documentary or whatever but uh yeah. I, but i respect that that's public school to public school even though but see like say uh a while back my little brother he was trying to come to oxford and live move with me and they told him if he were to come move with me in oxford and it wasn't even like the middle of the year it was probably around summertime they was like oh you would have to sit out uh a year of basketball to go move to oxford because that's a lot of we don't you don't have a valuable a valid reason you know what i'm saying like he was moving just to move, so they would make him. They were gonna try to make him sit out a year of school, uh, and that's Dang. messed up. Whereas you can just go to a public to a prep school, and you can just keep on going without a, you know, what I'm saying without a doubt. And I feel like that's kind that's a messed up part of the system where public. That's why I feel like it's harder for public schools to keep their homegrown talent uh, compared to prep school, who can you know do basically they can do whatever because they you know the people are paying quote unquote paying to go right. to school there. Dang, that's that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know high school had eligibility like that. Yeah, have a it's uh it's I can't think yeah. it's the MH or well, Mississippi is called the MHSAA or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. you yeah they got eligibility like you can't play if you like transfer school the school year or if you don't have like reason, like a parent got a new job or right you know something like that. If you just wanted to go say I just moved going to go move to play with my uh move to school and go live with my grandma. Uh, why right. are you moving with your grandma? Did something happen? Did I was like, no, nah, I just want to live with my grandma. They like, oh, well, you got to sit out a year of basketball. And most of the time, they don't care if it's like a small time player. But if you're good, like my brother was pretty good, and Oxford had just lost a uh, a star player, so that it looked kind of suspicious. Man. I got you. I got you. I got you. So they were saying, okay, well, yeah, then nah, dog, that's not going. You know, that's not going to fly. And I just feel like that's an unfair. That's yeah. unfair to public schools, in my opinion. So I mean, yeah, because like you say, in the case of public schools, that is that's pretty that's pretty young. I mean, I get I get where they were coming from because like I it, it, they I guess they fight for competition more in public schooling, but private schools, I mean, they don't care about it. Like money, money talks. Yeah, like, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but I, I so I guess I get what you're saying from the perspective of they shouldn't be able to like they shouldn't be in the same division as high schools because yeah, it isn't fair. But as a, yeah, as high like, schools can't just do that. Yeah, exactly. But as a as a player, you have to have the confidence in your abilities that hey, I'm I'm good and I know I'm good. So I'm just gonna like I'm gonna stick it out where I'm where I'm at, and I'm gonna hope that. And I'm hope that they see my talent, even though my team is getting whooped by 40. See, I, they, that's those are facts, and I feel like there's other reasons players go to private schools. Like, say you you living in a bad neighborhood, and you can go to IMG or Mount Verde and stay in a dorm. You know what I'm saying? Compared to you living in the hood of the projects, which I respect that. But I feel like, far as league wise, 
that league that should be a completely separate league or like it should be post-grad you know what i'm saying because i think IMG right, right, right. and uh those schools do have post-grad teams i feel like that should be strictly post-grad rather than they should, you know have a high school team and it competes with other high schools public and uh private i just feel like that should be a completely separate entity of its own since though since they basically have no no handicaps or no rules because like you said money talks that's facts uh, yeah. yes i mean that, that's tough i mean i would personally like you say it personally i don't like i didn't see a problem with it but since you presented it like that it is kind of messed up that they compete in the same championships and stuff like that right and then i, I think i got one more example uh yeah i'm pretty sure both y'all know zion Harmon, the little the point guard who's i think he's like a junior this year so basically uh last year he had he had to play for a prep school because he had transferred he was trying to transfer from his uh public school to another one and they was going to make him sit out a year but he was just but since he was so good a public school popped up out of nowhere and was like hey you can come play with us for that year your year of non-eligibility and then after that you can go play at your public school so it's like kids are pop- having to you know do all these loopholes and jump around back and forth rather than you know if they want to go move to another city or go stay with another person they have to go through all these loops and bounds just to just a hoop you feel me and this this is grassroots these is this is amateur you know what i'm saying it's no money not well yeah. I, at least i don't think in public schools there's a lot of money being made besides like you know aau i'm pretty sure a lot of money has been made at aau but <laughs> that's a whole another monster in his own yeah it's a whole different yeah but yeah um next up let's talk let's talk some college hoops guys uh going into the year i'm pretty sure everybody thought you know the the usuals duke michigan kansas kentucky uh would be like the favorites but i believe all of those teams that i just named except maybe kansas has lost to a non-ranked team or a team that they definitely shouldn't be losing to and it seems like this year opposed to last year the the race is just wide open for who can win you know win the national championship so is there any teams that caught you guys eyes or any players that uh that you're liking and you think they're going to make a splash come March? Man, I'm a I'm a big uh, Michigan fan. <laughs> so, man, I'm, you know, every time I get a notification that they lost to somebody not to their caliber, I get <laughs> get a little bit discouraged, especially after, especially after the way they started the season. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, like the race, like the, the field is, is super wide open right now. So it's honestly tough to say right now it, it it's still super early i think i think um we'll we'll see uh i think it'll be more clear like come like you know in you know february um you know and close closer to the tournament and once once we see how to how to bracket you know starts to shake out we'll like really see how how some teams are like gonna overcome this adversity that, that a lot of them are facing and, and how they're gonna um tighten up how they play because you know once once March comes, you know that's you know they plan they plan right. for the big one. So um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Michigan is one of those teams that you know I'm hoping that you know Jawan Howard can uh, can can uh, tighten the ship and figure some stuff out. Um, especially because losing losing guys that I don't think that I don't think should have went to the league last year hurt losing Jordan Poole and Aiden is hurt. And then um, losing Charles Charles Matthews, you know, who was who was leaving anyway. Losing losing those guys, those are like our top three uh, 
um, those were like three of our biggest contributors last year. So I think them leaving, um, them leaving definitely hurt because uh, those guys are probably going to be starters. So um, losing those guys definitely hurt. So um, I'm hoping that Xavier Simpson and uh, can't remember his name, uh, Wagner's brother. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope they can. I hope they can make it right, man. Because I would really love to see uh, Michigan do. You know, because the last like three, four years they've been making these like crazy, like deep runs into the tournament. So I'm hoping that we can make it shake again. Gotcha, gotcha. So, big blue, take. go big blue. What about you, Cam? Anybody catch your eye? Or? Well, so so what's really caught my eye this season is that because the field has been so wide open. Like typically we have that. We always have Gonzaga up there because I mean we had those team that team because we know because we know how good Mark Few is as a coach. Right. Like, we have that Gonzaga team up there. And it's so amazing because they never get top recruits. And they're always – No, they don't. I like, think they no, got they the don't. biggest recruit ever biggest. in uh, Jalen Suggs. Now, he just committed like a month ago. Yeah. And he's like their biggest recruit ever. Yeah, but it's so interesting because, um, we like, we always see Gonzaga as that team that's coming out of the, you know, the non-Power 5 conferences. But what's been most interesting this year is because the field has been so wide open – it's left the door open to a lot of like a lot of teams that are not in the power five. Like for one, right. we got Gonzaga's number two, San Diego State is number four. Exactly. I'll just put it. Yeah, it's about them. to say uh, Dayton is number seven right now. We got and then Seton we got Hall up there. Yeah, Seton Hall is up here. Like we got you got uh, Colorado. Well, I mean, Colorado is top twenty. I mean, they're big five, but still like Colorado. Then you got Houston is twenty five. Like right now, like. You got Rutgers, yeah, uh, Rutgers, Illinois, like Iowa, yeah, yeah. teams you don't normally see. Exactly, in, like like, about, like like you said, teams you don't normally see up there, and it's crazy because the field has been so wide open. Like these teams, like not only do they have a shot of like having a high seed in the tournament, like they could win because it looks like anybody can be beaten on any given by night. anybody. Yeah, exactly. And so, and what's and what's been so interesting to me is Baylor being number one this season. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure coming into the season, Baylor wasn't anybody's top twenty five. I don't think so. I don't yeah. Think, I don't think, honestly, I'm trying to remember, but I really don't think any of the teams that you just named, except for maybe a few, maybe like two or three, were in the, like the top 25 is really, like it's been like a big shift every single yeah. week because people yeah. are losing and it's hard mm -hmm. to gauge who's good and who's not and who's real and who's fraud. Right. And at this point, I don't think uh, either everybody is good or everybody's a fraud at this point. Like, like it's, it's, it's really wide open out here. I feel you on that. I, uh, me personally, I'm a I'm a diehard Duke fan. Uh, <laughs> I, I rock with my you know my Blue Devils. And hey, what's that? And what's that big man y'all got? Uh, Vernon Carey. He's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got a really we got a pretty solid team. It's just there. It's our our problem is every year we're like extremely young, and it's hard to you know beat experienced teams. And that's what it's looking like. Is the thing this year is like all the experienced teams are. Yeah. Like the Louisville, the Louisville's of the world, and the Baylor's, who all have like you know their, their starters are juniors and seniors. Mm -hmm. Those teams, it's not the freshmen dominating the uh, dominating like it usually is, and I, I like it I really is, respect yeah. that. Uh, hopefully, you know my my, my Blue Devils. I I think our winning formula is that we got to lose the ACC championship. And <laughs> we, always, we always win. Oh, we go far in the tournament after we lose the ACC tournament. So that's how I win the formula. <laughs> so hopefully that happens for my boys. And then uh, we're going to see how I go from there. Well, and I'm I'm interested to see, like, how far. but Because I don't know if this year the experienced teams are winning like that because of 
because of them, them just being more experienced and being better, or if this freshman class just isn't like really hitting on anything. Because I mean, I like out of the top players that were like they're actually gonna be top in the draft. You got Lamelo, you got not in, yeah, I'm about to not say, in uh, yeah, not, not in the league. We got, we got Lamelo, we got James Wiseman, we not got in the league. What's uh, what's that kid? The kid that's in, I think he's in the same league as Lamelo. Uh, uh. Uh, oh, I, I, me and my brother just talking about him. Yeah, but the U- RJ, RJ, yeah, RJ, yeah, uh, Hampton, yeah, RJ Hampton, yeah, yeah, like those, Hampton, th- those yeah. three are probably gonna be the probably top five picks in the draft, and they're not even playing NCAA right now. Exactly. Then uh, you got uh, James, not James Wiseman, but uh, Anthony Edwards at Georgia, and he yeah. he stayed at home to play, but you know he knew that Georgia wasn't gonna be good, but he Thanks. stayed at home to play, so you won't be seeing them in the uh, the tournament. And like I said, it's just a bunch of juniors and seniors right there. And I, I, I didn't think this senior class was that good uh, anyways. I thought this upcoming year, this year, 2020, uh, these seniors are, are really, really good. They're going to be some uh, some big time. They're going to make big time impacts on their programs. Yeah. Uh, but it should, it'll should it'll definitely be interesting. And is there uh, any, anything you guys want to add on to that, to that topic before I go to the last one? Uh no, nah, I just wanted to I just wanted to point out the point of like a lot of top players just not being in the just not being in NCAA right now, which is crazy. We, hey, we that's what we need. We gotta, <laughs> that, we, got, we gotta force NCAA to change. They the man they get they get away with too much when you they they monopolize college college sports and for sure for sure and capitalizing too. on it exactly yeah. And mm-hmm. for my last, uh, for the last topic, uh, let's. You, I'm pretty sure everybody and their mother has saw the, uh, the infamous picture of uh, I believe his name, the Sylvia. The I can't think, I can't say his name, but uh, him holding something. I can't even remember what it was. And he's about to hit the guy during the Kansas and Kansas State fight. Smoke. <laughs> uh, do you guys feel the Bruh. suspensions were, uh, you know, warranted and necessary? Because uh, I think they said he's suspended. I don't think it's indefinitely, but he's he's out, and I think they said yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think yeah, it was like they, made it yeah. they made it twenty. And Bill, I think they said Bill Self is uh, thinking about completely like removing him from the team or Man. something like that, because that's not he said that's not our how we do things here in Kansas. You know, the generic coach. Yeah, but I say the, the shit you're supposed to say. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think the suspension was warranted? Because I don't even think he hit anybody with it. I think he just you know. No, as soon as, soon as he grabbed it, somebody okay, took yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he hit anybody with it. So, do you guys think that was warranted a suspension? And do you feel like that situation was handled uh, correctly? All right. Um, I definitely think the uh, the suspensions were warranted. Um, you can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, like the 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 thing is, like the uh, the malice at the at the palace set a precedent of about fights. You know, because before before that happened, um, they kind of. Um, they, they didn't let fights go, but, you know, they kind of let them, like, handle it a little bit more, you know, and then, and then they would just kind of like, all right, you know, but once, like, once, once it started spilling into the crowds, like the Kansas one did, um, they really, they really kind of, like, started enforcing, uh, certain things when it comes, comes to fights, so, and it's college, too, so it's like, you know, on, on those sides, you got a bunch of, you know, innocent bystanders, like, you got a bunch of, like, cheerleaders and, you know, uh, that, that yeah, like you know, cameraman, you know, whatever fans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I definitely think the suspensions were warranted. Um, but again, you know, uh, I think, I think most of us have been, um, I know all of us have been angry. Um, <laughs> I know all of us, most of us have probably been in fights before and all of us have 
done things that you know we probably instantly regret it uh when it comes to being angry um so when it comes to him being kicked off the team like i under i understand that but at the same time it's like you know i don't know how old he is but you know he he's he's got to be at oldest 20 right. 21 um and you know tensions was boiling you know his his brothers you know his teammates you know were into it with, with another team so you know you know, when, when it comes to, you know, guys that you go to war with every day, you know, guys that you call your brothers, stuff like that, you know, you're going, you you know, you're going, you're going to ride for them. So, I, I you know, like I said, I don't want to condone well, you know, right. violence and I don't want to, yeah, I don't, I don't want to condone his actions or, you know, but he took, he took responsibility of it. You know, he, he, you know, he was a man about it, said, you know, that was out of my character. That's not, that's not the guy I am, you know, you know, tension just boiled over. And I think most of us can understand that. So I definitely think him getting suspended was, you know, it was the warranted move. But I, I really hope that, uh, I really hope, especially and especially the fact he didn't, you know, hit anybody right. with it. You know, thank, right. thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that person taking it. You know, because you know, if he did hit somebody, that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but I think, I think uh, him getting kicked off the team wouldn't necessarily be fair for you know. Uh, a knee-jerk reaction that you know a, a 18 19 20 year old kid right, had right, right. what about you cam so first of all i gotta say to my guy who st- stole the ball you suck garbage <laughs> <laughs> and then for the guy who made the block shout out to you because that was first of all you you could have gave up on that play after he stole the ball like man this dude's a like uh douchebag let me use a proper word but like this dude is a douchebag but like <laughs> but then when he went down he was like no nah, you know what you're not gonna steal the ball and get some easy points i'm gonna go swat it so you know shout out to him but what i will say is that the kansas state players started this they started that so granted everything like well, of course he didn't start it like per se but they it, they did the first act that initiated everything by stealing the ball like that right. was that was bad sportsmanship. So for him, like if he were to get kicked off the team, like you like John say, I feel I hope he wouldn't get kicked off the team for something like that. But I do think that, like you said, I don't think the I don't think the suspension was out of bounds. I think this. I mean, I think that's appropriate for it, just because he had the intent of picking up that thing and hitting somebody with it. Like, come on, like you can't do that in a basketball game. Exactly. But like, uh, but yeah, I I, I personally feel like the suspensions were warranted. But losing him for the season and kicking him out of school, like I don't think that I don't think that should be done. Like I think he learned. I think he's gonna learn his lesson when he has to sit on the sideline those twelve games, and he could have been a pivotal player. Right, and this down the stretch of the you know the home run stretch. Right, of the season. Right, these exactly. are like these probably these twelve games probably gonna be the most important games of the season. Like he's gonna miss some of the most important games. Okay, well, yeah, I, but well said. Uh, I basically feel the same way as y'all. I mean, obviously, it spilled over into the crowd. That's that's a big no-no from the jump right there. Uh, I don't think he should be – yeah, I, don't, I really don't think he should be kicked off the team, uh, a suspension, because that would hurt your players more than anything when you know I could have been, you know, the difference maker. And I got now I got to sit out these 12 games. And right, we're sitting right. at number three right now, and we probably lose two or three games. Now we're back down to, you know, the middle of the pack, 16, uh, 15, because, you know, they miss, they're missing out on me. So that's how I feel about the situation. But uh, other than that, uh, that's the first episode of League Bound. So, so, uh, so before we wrap up, I mean, I just want to first off say, like, I just want to, you know, go back and reiterate. I want to give my condolences to the Brian family. Like, exactly, this is truly, this is truly, truly like one of the hardest things for basketball fans. Like, 
I know y'all know, like being sports fans, Kobe was like the model of the the model of what you want in a he's like, the face of basketball, right? Yeah, right. He's the face of right, basketball, the, like the face of basketball, like like legit. Seeing like I remember being a kid, and I, I know we all did this, crumbling up a sheet of paper, shooting at the trash can, saying Kobe, like. Like this is this one that really hurt. Like I was legit scrolling down Twitter, like watching pictures, like seeing videos, like like legit almost in tears. Like it's, this is this is big. Exactly, and it's like I said, uh, my condolences out to the family. I can't, I can't even imagine being a father myself. Not only burying a husband, oh, well, not a husband, but you know, your partner, and then also having to bury a child. Uh, right at the, you know, as they're growing after, right after they, you know, you've seen them grow as pers- as people and. It's just, it's tough. Uh, I, it's not, his wife's name is Vanessa, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. send my condolences out to her. I hope she has all the strength in the world needed. Uh, this is really a, a freak accident. Also, uh, prayers out to the family. I heard uh, that it was a teammate, and the teammate's parent was on the helicopter as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Condolences out to that family as well. Yeah. And it's going, this is a, it's a huge blow for, uh, for basketball. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just want to say something real fast. Uh, one, um, a lot a lot of people know a lot of people know how much Kobe uh, meant meant to me. Um, more as more than just a basketball player. Um, I actually had a lot of friends uh, call me and uh, text me after they uh, saw the news because they they know you know anybody who know who who's known me knows how much uh, Kobe has has meant to me. Um, uh, I got I got to meet him once at a, at a oh, game wow. a couple years ago. I think I think it was uh yeah. So um everybody everybody knows everybody knows how much uh uh how how much uh, he meant to me um as a as a role model um so I just want to um, give my condolences to Vanessa and um their family and you know his other three daughters and I just want to say uh, rest in peace to to my goat and to uh to Gigi. Um, and to the other other people on there, um, you know, uh, life life comes at you fast, and I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that that uh that I cried when uh, yeah. when I heard the news because that's just it it just hit different. Um, another thing I want to say is uh, I think a lot of these uh, media outlets need to be held accountable for false yeah reports. for sure for sure because um, there was a lot of stuff on on the timeline that wasn't true uh like some some reports said rick fox was on the helicopter um reports said that all his children including his seven month year old daughter uh was on was on there um so i just i just think that all these uh verified accounts need to be held accountable um because because they they just they just want to be the first ones to get the story out without getting right back straight and um and it's it's a terrible it's a terrible uh it's a terrible situation uh, all around, but you know, you know, especially you know, hearing, you know, when you when you first see you know a a, a tweet saying that you know Kobe went down with all with all his children, right? You know what exactly. I'm like that makes you feel, you know, what I'm saying that that makes you feel, you know, like I say it's it's a tragedy no matter what, but you know when you, when you see that you think about you know Vanessa losing you know her whole family, you know what I'm saying at at one time. So you know, obviously you know she lost, you know, obviously you know without it goes without saying she lost her. Her oldest and you know her 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 uh, partner but you know what i'm saying so it's just kind of like we got to make sure that these media outlets get their facts straight because that it's, it's it's ridiculous to be to, to be quiet to be quiet exactly and all that just um, to put out a, a story and 
Yeah. Clickbait. Yeah, but clickbait. Yeah, just to get clicks to try to profit and that's off of a person's just profit off of a tragedy. Exactly. For sure. So stream popular demand podcast. We keep it we keep it real over here. We definitely do. Uh, this is this has been the very first episode of League Bound. Uh, we the plan is to get to you guys about twice a week for about the length of this episode is probably going to be around uh, forty minutes or so, maybe a little bit less. That's our target length. Uh, let us know, give us some feedbacks, give us some topics that you want us to talk about. Uh, let us know who your guys' favorite players are. Uh, we're gonna on this show. We plan on reaching you know current topics. Like we talk mostly about current things today, but we're also going to reach back. You know. Have some mixtape talks about basketball mixtapes, ball is life mixtapes, some of our favorite player, high school players, whether they're successful or not in the NBA. Just going to be, you know, all about uh, high school and college hoops. So uh, that's it for Popular Man and League Bound. <laughs>